But during the month of August, we took the time to look at how the value of our community as a church community comes at a personal cost. Uh, but we looked at how that cost allows us to bring benefit to others, but it also then benefits ourselves. We also looked at how our knowledge of the Bible should be a unifying community force rather than a divisive personal one. We also looked at the character building aspects of community and how church is a bit like being in the peloton on the Tour de France. Dangers left and right, rough roads, but it requires a degree of cooperation that enables us to all move forward. We are better together. You all? You remember that? A lot of what the Bible tells us is addressed to you all. It isn't addressed to you or you or you or me. And so it's all very well me talking about all this from the pulpit. But the only character building that goes on most of the time is here. Because I have to prepare the message. I have to work out what I'm doing. And you, just got, you guys just get to listen to it. I talk about character building and hopefully you're all understanding about the idea of character building but I'm not sure much happens while you're sitting there listening so I thought we might change that a bit this Sunday I've locked the doors because you know if we're going to talk about community we need to actually practice community and that means that we have to do something together besides just listen to me and I know uh, some of you may be visiting, this not, might not be your church community, or you may have only just uh, joined the church community. Don't worry, I'm not going to ask people to do things that are too far outside their comfort zone. Um, so don't panic, there will be, no, uh, be no test afterwards. But I want to I actually look quickly at Romans chapter 12 and, and turn that scripture into a bit of practical community interaction. Romans 12 verse 5 starts off with so it is with Christ's body and it's great that uh, Loretta talked about that during communion it says we are many parts of one body and we all belong to each other now I'm, I'm going to dive around in this so Ashi are you there on screens I'm, I'm going to confuse you a little bit here so bear with me I'm, I'm going to go down to verse oh I think it's 11 is it don't pretend to love others? Can we get that one up here? No, oh, yep, 10, sorry. I, I, I scrubbed out all the numbers on mine. It says, in verse 9, it says, don't pretend to love others. Really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold on tight to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight at honouring each other. Sort of the, these are things where Paul is talking about the gifts that he's given his people. And I think, I don't often think, do I have a gift of genuine affection? Because you don't think of it as a gift. Do I have a gift of honouring people? Do I pretend to love others? These are all things that we tend to think of as, as character attributes. And yet, in the middle of this chapter Paul is talking about the gifts God brings into the church. 
And so, you know, if we're thinking of things that we do in community, that we do together, even, even in church, who thinks they could, they could honor someone? Who, who, who thinks they could show someone perhaps genuine affection? Who could look at somebody and see the good in them? I mean, if I said, who could look at someone and see the, say the, see the bad in them? Everybody would raise their hands because we're, we're all really good at that. We can see the problems in other people. My, my, my worry about that is that we're always best at seeing the wrongs in other people that are usually strong in us. So it frightens me when I see, oh, this person needs to learn something. I always think, hmm, there's one finger, finger pointing that way and another four, three pointing back at me. But to actually express our love or to honour somebody means that we actually have to have a bit of honour for ourselves. We have to know what that feels like. It then says, it then goes on, and this I think is verse 11, never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Who here is lazy? <laughs> we don't like to admit to other people to being lazy, do we? But sometimes you sort of think, oh, I can't be bothered. But it says, work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. This is, this is a gift. Remember we talk, God has given the church these gifts. There's a gift of enthusiasm. It says, rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality. Who's noticed here that none of these things can be practiced on your own? Be patient in trouble. Keep on praying. Help God's people in need. Praying helps people. Being patient in troubles helps people. Practicing hospitality, you can't practice that on your own. I took myself out last night and had a great dinner. Prayed for myself. Healed myself. Oh, my, I'm, I'm, my community walk's doing really well, just me and me. And so all of this talks about helping one another. And if we go back to the beginning, verse 2, it says, In His grace, I think it's verse 2. I'm, I'm really testing Asher here now. Oh, no, verse 6. Oh, well, I, started, I started at 5, so that's reasonable. <laughs> Sorry. It's a test and you're passing with flying colors. In His grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. Now, a lot of people I know stop listening when I said, if God's given you the ability to prophesy. Because you know, prophecy sounds exciting. Serving others, not so much. And often I think we, we look for the, for the things that we want to do rather than the things that God wants us to do. Serving others can be a far greater gift than prophesying over people if we serve people well. If you're a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it's giving, give generously. If God has given you a leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. 
And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Now, sometimes I think it's easy for us to look at those and and tick them off as as a checklist of gifts you either have or have not got. But I believe they're a list of gifts that everybody has, but we need to work at to find out what comes to the fore. Because you see, I'd say, I I don't have a gift for being kind to others. You know, like stuff them. But I I have worked on being kind to others such that I have developed it such that when I look at people, I have a desire to be kind to them. I had a, a desire to encourage people. Because it's, it's not that it just bubbles out of me. I've thought, what would Jesus do? What is Je-? Sometimes you're in a situation. I love to prophesy over people. But sometimes people just need kindness. They don't need prophecy. Sometimes I just need to serve people because that's what people need. And so I want to encourage us this morning. What I'm going to do in a moment, just to get you prepared, I'm going to ask you to divide into, into groups of say four to five people uh, and just gather with the people around you I'm not going to ask anybody to do anything particular so as I said if, you, if you're new here or, or visiting uh, you're not going to be asked to do something with a bunch of strangers that's going to make you feel uncomfortable but I actually want us to gather in a group uh, introduce yourselves to the people in that group and initially what we're going to do is just spend a couple of minutes in prayer just to ask for the presence of God to become tangible in our group. Because who knows that we talk about community, but the the key point, the focus, the center of our community is Jesus Christ. And we need to have him in the center of whatever we do, whether it's a community of five people or 500 people. So I want, can, can I ask you, just let's just stand for a moment. The one thing God wants in our life is space. More often than not, the things that keep us from God is because we keep our troubles close and leave no space for God. So I want you just to imagine as you're standing there, that, that, that layer of air just over your skin. I want you to imagine that the, the things that you're thinking, the problems that you're facing, the whole world, your thought life, your work life, your personal life, is just closed around you to the point of two millimeters from your skin. And right now, I just want you to start pushing them back, allowing a space to develop between you and your world. Those things that are cluttering up your head, just push them back. Just give them a helmet's width between you and your head. Let that gap between your problems and you extend just a fraction so that there's perhaps five centimetres that there's nothing extend it a bit more let's, let's, let's think big let's go for 30 centimetres you've got a gap the, the troubles 
of your world can't touch you, they're 30 centimetres away right now, around your whole body. Now I want you to ask the Holy Spirit to begin to fill that space. Let him act as a buffer, a shield, something to nourish you, something to encourage you. Let that fill up. We're not surrounded by nothing now. The Holy Spirit is between you and everything else in this world. Notice how the world tends to fade when you do that? If you give God the space, He's there with us to empower us, to encourage us, to heal us, to strengthen us. And what I want us to do for the next five possibly 10 minutes, we'll see how it goes, is just to, perhaps, if, if you're in the edge aisles, edge seats, perhaps move across to the centre directly from where you are, so that you've filled up a row in the middle. If there's too many in that row, move to a, a row that looks quieter. So perhaps we'll uh, we'll just go for yeah. Let, okay, so the people that you're in the row with, let's make that your group. So right now you can move out of your row and find a, a spot somewhere, or you can stay in your row if it's comfortable. You, you can move chairs around, but find a place where you can actually just circle up. You can come down here at the front if the, there's room here. Um, if the people in front of you have, have moved away, you can uh, move their chairs and make a, make a gap. Now, if you're online right now, you're going to think, well, we can't participate in this. Well, that's not quite true. What I'm, what I'm going to ask you guys to do, I'm going to, I'm going to pray for you guys first while these guys are all praying. And uh, then I'm going to encourage you guys to actually start connecting each other with each other in the chat we're going to finish the live feed but i encourage you see who's in the chat uh talk to each other if you've got prayer needs let each other know and the the chat will continue for at least another 20 minutes or so so i encourage you just get involved start to pray with each other and connect uh, over that time so can i encourage you to do that uh so we'll we'll stop the live feed um but just continue to connect with one another and pray. Thanks.